Sanchez. I'm your co-host and sidekick here for the Freedom Girl Sisterhood um, Blog Talk Radio Show. Um, we are the Freedom Girl Sisterhood, trying to help each other live full, fierce, and free lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm throw it over here to our my, our fearless leader and Freedom Coach. Freedom Coach. I know. I'm trying to get that out. Your personal freedom coach, Dawn uh-huh. Scott Damon. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's good to be with you tonight. And, uh, yeah, thank you, girls, for being with me in the studio today. We have a great program tonight. Yes, we do. And, um, Shelly, I think you came up with a really good title because it's what we're going to talk about, From Vices to Virtues. Yes. Not that any of us here have vices or anybody out there has no, vices. No, I've heard Wanda. Wanda has a few. Oh, right? <laughs> But, you know, we've all read The Virtuous Woman, Proverbs 31 Woman, that yes. that woman who gets it all done. Right. And uh, well, I want to talk about the unvirtuous woman. That's right. Oh, <laughs> sometimes we relate a little bit more to her, I right. think. Those bad girls of the Bible. <laughs> bad girls of the Bible. And so, uh, yeah, but first of all, I should introduce you, Shelly Beach. It's great to have you with us Good also. Good to be here. Good to be here. Good. Oh, Thank God. you so much. So I thought what we would do tonight is let's talk about, you know, the virtues that God wants us to have, but maybe the unvirtue of what it is we really struggle with and how we can replace what we struggle with with what God wants us to have. And we were talking before the program tonight about one of those juicy unvirtues. Right. right. Something that is all too common, I think, you know, that we like to think about in terms of other people and often don't, I think, like to think about in terms of ourselves. It's just that other person over there, but gossip or sometimes, you know, it's just kind of ripping somebody else off in some way with our mouth. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, gossip. So gossip. Well, before we go any further, I don't know if you guys heard about Cindy, but I just wanted to. I did. I did too. Can you believe that? I did too. Oh, my word. I would never. I know know that. Yeah. Can you tell me anything new? Because I need to pray about it. Yeah, let's pray about it. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you guys because I need wisdom. Yeah, exactly. It's a prayer request. Yes. Pray for Cindy. Pray hard. Pray hard. Hit your knees. So see, (laughs) that's what we do. That's the thing called gossip. Now, the Bible tells us in Ephesians 4.29, it says, Let no unwholesome word come out of your mouth, but only that which is beneficial for the listener, for others. And gossip is one of those things. Well, let's define it just for a moment. First of all, we know gossip is not beneficial. Mm-hmm. And we know that gossip is really a negative report about someone who's not either the part of the problem nor part of the solution. Right. We're just telling them, we're gossiping, we're spreading that negative report about someone else. And right. sometimes it's as simple as an insinuation or planting a doubt Mm-hmm. Or or just leaving a question, question about somebody or just giving assent to maybe what somebody else has said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ooh, that gossip good. can be just yep. being silent when, yep. you know, being part of the conversation. And kind of an accomplice. An yeah, accomplice. Exactly. Being good an word. accomplice to what's going on and not having the courage to either walk away or step in and say, uh, that's wrong. you know, that's wrong. We, we need to stop and put a stop to this. But it's... it's um. You know, sometimes it's just maligning somebody's character or being all up in their business and we don't need to be, you know, Mm -hmm, we don't need to be um, involved in conversations that don't 
that don't contribute to good things in somebody's life. Yeah, that's good. You know, uh, if you rob a bank, the guy driving the getaway car mm-hmm. is also charged with bank robbery, right, even right. though he wasn't the person that's doing right. it. So yeah. you might be the one who's just driving the getaway car. Like, yeah, I right. wasn't there. I didn't say anything. But I didn't speak up, I didn't defend, and I allowed that to continue when I should right. have. I listened. I yeah. listened. I should I have. participated. Right. I should have stopped it. And um, so what do you think? Gossip is so destructive. Let's talk just a minute about why, what is the destructive nature of gossip? Why is gossip so destructive? What does it do? I think it, I think in a sense it's almost a form of murder because it, takes a piece of something out of somebody. It's a form of poison that we inject somewhere into their life. It it kills a bit of their reputation. It kills a bit of their pride or their dignity. Mm -hmm. And uh, we take delight or some kind of Mm -hmm. pleasure. Mm -hmm. Um, We get some gain Mm -hmm. from... Mm -hmm. we We get some gain in taking part of them or something from them. Right. And so I think that's one reason why God really despises it. God does despise it. And I, that's a really um, sobering way to identify gossip that, you know, it's got the same spirit behind it as murder. You're trying to take someone out. It's a character assassination. You're taking someone out with your words, words that you can never retrieve, damage that can never really be undone. Mm -hmm. You can try to go into damage control. And wouldn't you say, I think that I agree with this, that gossip is, um, when we do that, it's because there's an insecurity in our own life. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They're touching something and we need to justify ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we don't go back to the person like the scripture tells us to in Matthew 18. Instead, what we do is we go to someone else and we continue the gift that keeps on giving. (laughs) Prayer request. Prayer request. (laughs) We continue to share that. We continue to spread that negative report. And damage their testimony or someone's group. And what? If, but what if someone says, "But it was true. What I said was true." I think. I think I have to always come back to what Jesus said was that basically all Scripture can be summed up in the double love command that I'm supposed to love you the way I want to be loved myself. Right. So. The intent and the purpose of anything that comes out of my mouth about you should be the way that I want to be talked about myself. Mm-hmm. So I want, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to talk about you the way I would want you to talk about me. Right. So what's the purpose and what will be the end result of what I say about you? Mm-hmm. Um, that should be, sometimes I need to be silent. Sometimes I need to speak, what I want, what I want you to speak up on my behalf, what I want you to defend me. Would I want you to silence people who were, um, you know, who were attacking me or, or, you know, in some way insinuating negative things against me? I would. That's what I would want. That's what I would want you to do for my children or my husband or anyone else. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the bottom line for me. What, what would be a loving thing for you to do for me? Well, that's how I'm supposed to, that's how I'm supposed to respond for you. That's exactly right. First Corinthians 13 says that love covers. And I'm reminded of an Old Testament story in the Bible where Noah had too much to drink, right? And his sons right. came in 
and the one came into the tent walking backward so that he would cover him and protect him and just help conceal this misjudgment from the world where the other son walked in and exposed his father, went back out and told everybody, hey, everybody, go, the dad's in there. So when we love someone, we cover, we protect. Right. We want to shield and do our best to preserve in their, perhaps in their moment of indiscretion or or whatever. I'm not suggesting that we lie on people's behalves, but there are so many things that we could just allow. We don't need to get offended. We don't need to expose. We don't need to shout it from the mountaintops. Love covers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's what God would have us do. Proverbs 26, 20 says, without wood, a fire goes out. Yeah. And without a gossip, a quarrel will die down. Yeah. One of the reasons why gossip is so destructive is because it continues to keep things alive mm-hmm. that should die down. Yeah. Right? You said yeah. it murders, but it also keeps alive yeah. the things that shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. What would you think about that? It, um have you ever been calm before and then somebody calls you and they share some gossip and it just works you all up and then and then you got to call somebody and then we oh, work yeah. them all yes. up and it just, before you know it, everybody's in a frenzy? From something that happened 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. From Not something good. that I didn't need to know. Yeah. It didn't bring me right. life. It didn't encourage me. It didn't so got a lot of give me faith. Yeah. But yeah, and, and we wasted a whole lot of time getting nothing accomplished for the kingdom of God. Right. Distractions. I think Mm -hmm. that actually can be one of the new gifts of technology because I think those kinds of things can be perpetuated on Facebook and other forms of social media where people can become frustrated with one another and you can just end up with um, conversations that where where people are just endlessly attacking one another and and you know the thread goes on and on and on and it oh, does that there's man. no profit there's no profit no. that comes from that no and there again once something's out there you can't ever retrieve no. that there was a story of a man who went to his pastor and he confessed gossip and asked for forgiveness he said i've talked about you i've said negative things about you would you please forgive me and the pastor said yes i will but i I want you to do this one thing for me i want you to go put a feather on the doorstep of every person that you spoke to about me and so the man did it and when he was done he went back to his pastor and he said i want i want to let you know that i did that i went i i don't understand it but i put a feather on everybody's doorstep and the pastor said, thank you. Now I'd like you to go retrieve them. And, of course, when the man went back to get them, they were gone. And he said to his pastor, I couldn't. They were gone. And he said, and so are your words. They can never come back. So I forgive you, but they'll float out there for who knows how long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So what else is, is uh, gossip destructive to us? It, you know, um, it keeps us from maturing, I think, as Christians and growing as people Mm. um i don't think that you can be um you know um expunging or um expelling Mm -hmm. um negative and bad and and evil really yes um and that something can grow and live in that atmosphere Mm -hmm. you know i think that uh, it stifles us um Mm -hmm. as we try and grow in our relationship with god and other people 
isn't it? Uh, is it in James four? Um, you have to check it out. It says that, um, yeah. What causes arguments among you? Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't he say that blessing and cursing coming out of the same mm -hmm. mouth? How can it be? So if I'm gossiping, I guess I can't be praising God, can I? Right. If I'm maligning good. someone, I can't be lifting Jesus. I can't do both. And I'm, it's what you're saying. I'm not. I'm not growing as a Christian right yeah. now. Where I should where I should absorb and, and the offense perhaps or whatever it is and go to God in prayer for them instead I'm using my words to curse them. Right. right. And we're not growing. We're not we're not getting past that thing that God wants to teach us. Yeah. And show us. And and you know, um in our um in our when we're in that place, we feel mm -hmm. we do feel superior to people who are Right. You know, and that's one of the risks is it keeps us feeling superior. And yeah. it also keeps us unforgiving. Ooh. You know, yeah. where mm -hmm. we right. can't seem to let go of the offense. Right. Even if they don't know they offended. Right. So we're keeping it alive is just like exactly. what we said it a minute ago. Yep. And and it's so true. I don't know if you guys have found this, but you know, there are times I've been hurt by people. And I don't know what it is about the flesh, you know, that carnal part of us. But yeah, I want to tell. Yeah, I want to tell somebody what happened to me. I don't want to just waste it. I don't want to just. What God <laughs> wants me to do is get on my knees and talk to Him about it and pray to Him. But there's something about me that wants to tell someone else. But if I will get on my knees and I will talk about it to God, it's very hard to harbor unforgiveness when you're praying for that person. Yes. When you start to intercede for them, yeah, because there's a yeah. reason behind Very every true. behavior. I don't right. know what's going on in their life, but something, right? That's very. I true. know that that was an important lesson for me when I when I went through my sexual assault. That I had this bitterness and anger toward my perpetrator, and I mm -hmm. felt like you know you have, don't you have a right to hold anger and bitterness toward a serial rapist? Mm -hmm. But when I began praying for mm -hmm. this man. And it was hard for me to pray for him as, as an adult person who committed all these crimes, but I prayed for him as a child and the victim that he was as a child because he had been victimized many times as a child, that that, my attitude changed as I began mm -hmm. to pray for him. So mm -hmm. that that prayer aspect is very, very mm -hmm. important. Yeah. I know when I was going through my divorce, it was a very painful time, and a lot of stuff came out of my mouth that really should have never came out. I should have probably just been locked up for a while. And <laughs> All of us should. Right? <laughs> just just because. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, for 28 years I had been loyal and faithful, and I had covered, and I had done all those things that a good wife should do. And then when I went through the divorce, somehow I, I guess I felt – um, exonerated from having to be this faithful person. So I just started telling all of these stories that, that weren't important for anyone. It was justifying me and letting everybody know, see, see what a bad person. So you guys know I'm not at me. fault. I, I didn't want me. the divorce. You know, I mean, let's make that clear. I was abandoned. Yeah. And, and I was. I just want to tell you, I was. <laughs> it was very painful. But, you know, the Holy Spirit really convicted me and said, you know, that same loyalty that or that same, you know, you that that's just because you're my child. Mm -hmm. I, I ask you to walk that way and live that way. You don't need to be telling someone's worst moment to the world. Right. 
And so it's similar to what you're saying, you know. There is something so powerful in us that wants people to see us as um, not the bad guy when we really strongly feel like the other person is the is a, is the evil one, yes. you know, and that we didn't do anything and that we're innocent, you know. And and there's and mm -hmm. and it, the hardest times for me have been when God's just told me to be quiet and be still and close mm -hmm. your mouth and trust me and mm -hmm. pray about it. And I'm thinking, but I can't. <laughs> that's that's not my nature, God. You know, <laughs> I have to defend myself. And he was saying, don't defend yourself. Just leave it to me and um, and pray and trust me. So That's a hard one. Yeah. Wow. You, you sound like you know. Um, well, <laughs> I know because I've heard about it. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, I've never really been the one that keeps your mouth shut. Or uh -huh. I mean, well, right. I am. I, I can be very quiet. Yeah. Probably not at times I need to be, I need to probably talk when I'm really quiet. Yeah, but, right. But um, um, I just thought that um, what she said was, yeah, so it, it can be hard. It can be a struggle. Mm hmm So um, I'm more to blow it on, you know. But, you know, you've, <laughs> you've struggled with the injustice aspect, I think, because there, there are yes. times sometimes when there is clearly injustice there, involved. Right. Yes. You know, and, um, I, yeah, and I we want to vocalize that injustice aspect and right because we were talking a moment ago that sometimes i think we think that gossip means that we're ta we're saying something about someone that's not true right, right. gossip can be true mm, absolutely yeah. it's the nature of the act we just think the intention right the yeah. intention or the motive for yeah. an ex for example there was a, a time when uh there were some actions that um, were committed against me that were very painful for me, mm -hmm. and um, I just knew that that there were certain when when a new wave of 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 action came against me that if I if it was something painful that if I shared it with Wanda it would stir something in her yeah oh. and it would be just so so. Um, such a negative counter, counter, counterproductive thing for her that I it, I just shouldn't talk about it. It wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily it it most people wouldn't think of it as gossip because it would just be you know needing to share something that was taking a confidant me yeah. you know talking to a, a confidant about something that was painful, but it wouldn't have been right because I would have been responsible for. Stirring just difficult and hard emotions. I know. I, I keep taking breaths because I'm so excited to jump in because you know <laughs> what? That is so powerful because, like you're saying right now, why is gossip destructive? Because it does. It plants seeds of offense in the heart of someone else. Right. right. And there now they have to get, they have to uproot that That's bitterness. True. Right. Very good point. I, I was talking earlier today how I became so angry when I heard something and then I was angry that I was angry because I didn't want to have the anger because I was happy before I knew that. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm angry. And, angry. and the, my, my, my poor heart was just so beat up on it. And I, that is so true that if you want to tell someone else what did that scripture say? Only what's beneficial for the listener. God commands us to speak things right. that will benefit others. Is what I'm about to say to them, is what I'm about to tell them healthy for them? Is it good for them? Life-giving. Right. Thank you. Right. Is it life-giving? Or now am I going to plant a, a whole 
pail of seeds in them, right. and then they're going to reap a harvest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. think that often, I'm just, people are going to think that I'm terrible by saying this, but I think as women, sometimes we talk before we think. And men, too, probably, some, they, just, sure. they just don't say as many words. That's, that's right. You know, they just don't. They just yep. Science proves it. Science, Science say proves it. Right. right. <laughs> I think sometimes because we're more more emotional, at, you know, and uh, I know for me, since I'm not blaming my brain surgery or my MS or anything, but I my emotions have changed since I've been sick and since I've had this brain operated on and I'm mm-hmm. crying all the time and I'm far more emotional that I have to be very careful that I'm not opening my mouth before I think through the consequences of what I'm going to say. Yes. The consequences not just for me, but for the person who's going to listen to what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, and I don't do that well either. I mean, I pray all the time for wisdom sometimes when you're, you know, someone's looking at you and they're expecting a response right away. You know, you just, all of a sudden you hear yourself saying something that I think, oh, I shouldn't even be saying this. But I respect people that interrupt themselves and say, you know what? Let me just think about that for a minute. I shouldn't let let me retract that mm-hmm. and, and I'll come back to you on something. Yeah. Rather than, you know, just continuing to fill the room yeah. with words. That's right. So, um that that's right. Gossip is very destructive. But what if we flipped it just for a moment? Um, for people who don't gossip and they feel um kind of bottled up, you know, what how do people who don't gossip, how do they deal with the frustration? Um, well, you know what? I think that, frankly, they're independent and they're self-motivators. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they have to run around getting, you know, telling uh, telling their story to get their feelings out with someone else. They probably can judge their own. Self-regulate? Yeah, self-regulate. And know it's, that they're okay? Exactly. Self-control, it really is about being able to control your emotions or Mm -hmm. um, subject them. Um, Going back to the Bible in James, he says that the tongue is a world of evil and many things can be tamed. You know, every animal, think about that. Every animal can be tamed, really. A tiger can Mm -hmm. be tamed. Mm -hmm. A snake can be tamed. Think about it. But the tongue cannot be tamed. So you're right. You have to exercise the fruit of the spirit, which is self-control. Mm-hmm. Which goes back to what, Wandi, you said a minute ago, that makes us grow in Christ. Right. When I have to exercise um, my self-control muscle, I get stronger. And I know that that you're saying they self-regulate. They know they're okay. And it's, you know what? I don't have to justify That's myself. Right. And, they, and they go to God. They take it. They just take it to him in prayer. Right. Um, and, and that's going to be the place that, you know, that... They're That's the unload. place where it starts, right? You know, because this is going to need to be healing. Gossip destroys. You know, like you said, yeah. it's destructive, and it yeah. doesn't just affect the person who it's about. Generally, it's going to affect the whole family. And God is the best counselor. That's one of the names that's attributed to him in Isaiah. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor. I like putting those together. He's a wonderful counselor. Mm-hmm. God is the best counselor. And you'll get wisdom from God that you you wouldn't get necessarily. Now, I'm all for counseling. Yeah. Then I don't think it's gossip. Then I think you're telling yeah. someone right. something that's in right. a safe place, a right. an appropriate place, and they're part of the solution. They're right. part of the solution. Right. Yeah, they're helping you get skills to deal with with you as the problem because they can't fix somebody else. They're right. helping you fix yourself. Right. right. 
I know for me, because I, I had a real problem with my my mouth in general and my attitudes, I had to learn to slow down and listen to myself and think about my motives before I spoke. Um, because I I wasn't t tolerant, um, and particularly of my family, of my children and my husband. And so my tongue would lash out at, at because I think I needed to control the world. And those most close to me were the, you know, the ones who were within easy reach were the ones I was going to grab. So, so I had to slow down and, and start thinking about what I was saying before I said it and realize that about probably more than 50% of the time, I shouldn't be saying what I was saying. And there wasn't a, the purpose was generally self-centered. So I needed to grant more tolerance to other people mm -hmm. and realize that they didn't need me to insinuate my whatever <laughs> into mm -hmm. the conversation. I was going to say it for some kind of self-centered reason. Um, so that learning to be tolerant of other people by taking myself out of the middle of something. Right. And then, um, you know, that was hard for me. So, sure. so for me, being willing to pull myself back and you know, place myself at the end of the line more and being like willing to suffer or being willing to, mm -hmm. to you know, when I'm going to love you before myself, which is what the double love command says. Right. It means that I'm placing myself last and I'm placing you in a place in front of me. So, you know, that was, that's ultimately what means, but what, what gossip and this kind of thing will mean is if we're going to give this up, we're going to feel like we're going to lay down some of ourselves and, it will be hard. But that's that's it a is good part of it. It is hard. Um, I think it's in Proverbs that the Bible talks about gossip being like a juicy morsel that goes deep inside of us. There's something very satiating about gossip, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. We enjoy hearing sure. oftentimes the negative things about people. So yeah. it is laying down the flesh, and you will suffer when you choose God's way and you you tame your tongue and you come under the fruit of the Spirit and use self-control. So yeah, you're going to feel that. But you're also going to feel the reward. You're going to feel God's blessing on your life. And I do believe that He really will reward us for you know taking His, his path and, and doing it His way. So what about one more is that what else do the godly do when they choose not to gossip? What what else do they do with their frustrations? Is there well, I think that um they don't judge people. Yeah. And um they there's just, a compassion there. There's a compassion, yeah. That I that I found that when I was with my family that my my criticism always came out of um judgment and that Gossip mm. usually comes out of judgment as well. That's what so about Wandy? What about you? With, with with gossip, did it ever flow from a judgmental attitude? From me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like well, feeling yes, that you were there, better than yeah, that other political no. party? <laughs> well, yeah. No. <laughs> or any other sin you want to share with us? You know? Oh my gosh, you have time. No. Um, well, you know. Uh, um. Gosh, how do I, yes, I've certainly experienced that, <laughs> and I've certainly been on the on the wrong end of of that sort of thing, yeah, and, mm -hmm. of keeping it alive. And mm -hmm. sometimes you just listen, and that's keeping it alive. Yeah, and that's keeping it alive. I, I, and I, I know I've 
told you before, and I don't know if you've been there when I've actually had to say, I got to go. I can't be in this room right now. Right. Because I'm not going to listen to that. Right. And, you know, so anyway, that's me now. That wasn't always me. So to repeat that, though, I want the listener to grab that gossip flows out of a heart of judgment. Yeah. We're making judgments on people. Yeah. And it's not obeying the command to love. Right. Even though you may be hurt, that's why it's important to go to God and get on your knees, as you were saying, or speak to God or trusted advisor instead of gossiping because once your heart is healed, now you've done all that damage. And also, God wants to deliver us from judgment. If you find that you gossip a lot, it's possible that you have a stronghold of judgment and criticism in your life. And humbling ourselves, Mm -hmm. you know, that can be a a very memorable experience. Mm -hmm. Because when I discovered that in myself, it broke my heart. It, It just really broke my heart. When you see... When you see that in yourself, that judgmental spirit and that pride that drives that kind of behavior, mm-hmm. it's ugly. It yeah. is really ugly. When you see that murderous, that murderous attitude that that drives that ugly desire to really hurt somebody. Yeah, that's heartbreaking when we see something about ourselves. I guess the Bible calls that repentance. Yeah. It's good <laughs> to have godly sorrow, isn't yes, it? Godly sorrow. To see that. Yep. Well, this has been good. I know our time is up. That's it. Oh, man. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a really lively conversation. I think we might take up this topic again. Yes. You are. You can find me at at dawn at dawnscottdamon.com or the Freedom Girl Sisterhood. Dot com. I'm excited about the Freedom Girl Sisterhood and the conference that we have coming up November, November 5. Yep. Save the date, ladies, and you'll find more information on my website. And Shelly <clears throat> is ShellyBeachOnline.com or PTSDPerspectives.com. And me, it's WandaSanchez.com or PTSDPerspectives.org. Oh, dot org. org. I'm sorry. O-R-G. Dot O-R-G. <laughs> Yes, I could I could so make a joke right now, but I'm going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's been great to have you. I want to remind you, this is Don Scott Damon, your freedom coach, saying live full, live fierce, and live free. God bless you. We'll see you next week.